Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Show me your fucking face. Where's your so face? Just to let everybody know, if I keep this part in, I've deliberately kept my camera off for a fairly, like, I feel like a fairly obvious reason because oh I God. want Big Josh Boy to see. And what's actually funny is he guessed the exact opposite. He thought I went bald and just had a huge beard. And I just shaved off my beard Where and kept the mustache no. like I used to. Where is Here's it? Here's the thing, dude. Oh. I have to ask you a question because I've heard this. Like, I thought this after I did it. And I've heard it from multiple people. Like, my roommate the other day, he walked past my office and he was, like, looking in. And he, like, squinted. And he, like, knocked on the window. He's like, take off your hat. And I, like, take took off, off my hat. <laughs> Yeah, I took off my hat and he was like, it's like something's different. Yeah, he was like, did you get a haircut? Like, what's what's different? Like, your face looks smaller. And I was like, I know, dude, it's weird. I like Like, how I never knew how, like, distinguished your chin was. Yeah, like that was the thing is like the beard made my chin look like the bigger beard, which granted, I've only been growing it for like not like less than a year. I've only had it for like less than a year, but Uh, the big beard made my chin look so much larger. It was like some crimson chin shit. Yeah, yeah. But now. Nope. Wow, look at that. Look at that sexy face. Damn, I do. I do miss it a little bit, though. What what made you shave? What made you shave? It was literally just one day I was like. I can't remember what my face looks like. <laughs> <laughs> I Plus, thought, dude, yeah, okay, dude. I hate like just getting stray hairs in my mouth. Yeah. And I yeah. really hated that on the sides it was like getting too puffy. And Chase has pointed out to me, he's like, bro, you just get a beard trim or whatever. You could trim yeah, it. And I was trim like, it. well, I fucked up because I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to shave it all off. And by the time I realized I fucked up, I had already done one clean swipe. And I was like, ah, you were like, I've gone man. too far. <laughs> Yeah, I already did it. Oh, man. And once I shaved all this off, I had kept my mustache, but hadn't realized that it went down to like here. Yeah. When I didn't push my mustache off to the side, it was like here. So Damn, I had to trim dude. up my mustache. You never trim. That fucking blows my mind. Cause even if like I, I always have like uh, somewhat of a beard, but like I always take a thing to trim just like right here so that any of that excess right now I still have to do it like you can see it's like going over my lips a little yeah bit. you're not a big like fan I, of it getting in your mouth oh stuff. god I hate it so much it's one of the biggest reasons why I don't grow like my beard out is just because of like the mustache right here because they always like go on my nose and they go in my mouth and I'm always like <laughs> like it's too much yeah, it it can be kind of annoying. I hate the going in the nose, but like when it drapes over your mouth, it's not it's not too bad. My like the thing I I preferred to have it a longer mustache because I felt like it accentuated the fullness of the beard. <laughs> like if I just yeah. trimmed down the mustache, it just wouldn't look coherent. You know what I mean? So I had to do it. You know, maybe just kind of trim down the mustache a little bit. But yeah, just shave the beard down a bit and. Now my face itches so fucking much. It's absurd. I hate it. I despise how much like I'm pretty sure I've rubbed the bottom of my fucking jaw raw. 
Like, it's insane. Oh, <laughs> uh, the struggle. It'll be gone in a few days, though. It'll be back to normal. Yeah, I mean, it's already started to grow out a little bit. So, granted, I'll, I'll still have to wait a little while for, like, the full thing to grow back. Yeah. But, like, I'm feeling good. You know what's weird, though, is I had the full beard and everything. I was all good. Mm-hmm. Like, everything was good. Mm-hmm. And now, I like, the day I shaved it off, my wisdom tooth started to come in. And it's like Uh-oh. really being a bitch, dude. Uh-oh. It's it's not feeling great. And I was like, was my beard the linchpin? Was it like, is this correlation doesn't equal causation? Like, what's up? Fully. The two happened at like the same time. You done fucked up. You done fucked up. Yeah. Your body yeah. was spending all that time growing that beard. It forgot to grow the wisdom teeth. And it was like, all right, we'll just, we'll focus on the hair. And you cut it off and the body was like, well, fuck you then. How about this? You got to put all that energy somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Put it somewhere else. Well, then. my body, my body really loved the beard. Yeah. And the second I did it, it was out of spite. It was just like, all right, bitch, have fun She's chewing. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's, that'll Do you show have you. your wisdom teeth? No, I got my like, teeth. Do they I got come my in? teeth pulled out. I got my teeth pulled out. Oh, really? I did the whole, I got put under anesthesia. I said some weird shit to my mom. It was a whole good time. So, okay, so you had the weird thing. I've heard that not everybody has like the the weird like lethargy yeah, of coming I, out of anesthesia. Yeah, I don't remember like much of it, but I was just in the car and I was just like real drugged up. And I remember talking to my mom about something and she's like, Josh, you got to chill. Like, you got to stop talking. You got to stop doing. Like, Shut the fuck yeah. up. And I was like, mom. <laughs> I'm fine. And I don't know why, but I was like, I do this kind of shit all the time. I was like, I do drugs. She's like, what do you do? You don't do drugs. What do you do? And I was like, all of them. (laughs) She's like, I did LSD just the other day. (laughs) Um, I fought a bear in my dreams. It was a, it was a weird time, but, uh, but yeah, it was a, Hell of a drug. Um, but no, I've had my wisdom teeth pulled out. I have a abnormally small mouth for some reason oh. with how much like teeth I had. So as a kid, I had like six or eight teeth pulled out and then I got my wisdom teeth pulled out too. Oh my God, dude. Yeah. I think we're seriously the same person. I'm not even joking. I had the same issue where my teeth were growing in under each other. Yeah. yeah. So they had to remove several teeth. Yeah. And now like that's why I have room in my mouth for my wisdom teeth. And I got to be honest, I don't want to fuck around with like dry sockets. I don't want to do any of that. Everybody talks about how much getting their their wisdom teeth removed eats fat dick. So I was like, you know what? Yeah. I mean, I'll I, just let them grow in. I mean, I got super Plus, lucky. I don't want to go to the dentist. Yeah. Well, mm, you should go to the dentist. It's I'm an it's adult important. male that's like, uh, I no. already like I haven't gone to the dentist in like six years. Oh my God. I know my mouth I is fucked up. Fucking I, like, I can't. I can't. I don't know how people like you exist. I have to go to the dentist because I like I'm so nervous. I'm just afraid of the about, dentist at this point. Yeah, well, yeah, because you've spent six years of fucking away. <laughs> yeah, they're going to be like, uh, this is going to be like 12 hours in this chair oh and you're going to owe us uh, $1,600. <laughs> dollars and i'll be like no! no so that's why i don't want to do that no fuck that but i did get lucky with my wisdom teeth because i was like you don't know what you're gonna get some people get really affected by it and they're like this is yeah. this is the worst i'm in so much pain like everything like for me like they gave you pain medication and i didn't even need it i was just like ah, i feel kind of like uncomfortable but like i was fine so i got really lucky which was nice yeah, the same thing happened when I got my appendix removed is they gave me a bunch of oxys mm-hmm. and uh, they actually gave me headaches that yeah. like I was like, I can survive this pain, but I but can't fall asleep yeah. because of the headaches. Ugh. So I just stopped taking 
Yeah. The same, and, the same, like something similar. It wasn't the headache, but like my wife would try to take when she uh, tore her ACL, she was on like pain medication after the surgery and she would take, I don't remember if it was Oxycontin, but it was something, it would give her hives. Like she literally would just like weird. break out and she was like, I can't take this medication. So yeah. Was she like allergic to it? I guess. Yeah. That's I don't weird. know. She just like did not have a good reaction and she was like, I guess I'll just deal with the pain, but fucking trooper. Yeah. I mean, dude, I fucking sat there for like months with like a ruptured intestine, like or whatever it was like. Yeah, it was uh, getting my appendix removed like it was pretty fucked up. So there I I loved like leaving and the guy was like, I don't even understand how you were like, Like you should be dead. Like you were. (laughs) Yeah, no joke. He was like, most people would be keeled over in pain. And I was like, I honestly people are like, oh, he has a high pain tolerance. I'm like, no, I just it didn't hurt as much as you're saying it should have hurt. Like, I don't, I really don't understand. Like he's like, Oh yeah. And maybe it's, maybe everybody's just a bunch of baby backs. Okay. Maybe, maybe we got a bunch of baby back bitches because it was not that bad. Mm -hmm. Like the worst part was when I would like, I, Morgan would come lay on me on the couch and I'd be like, you gotta, like I'd sit there for a little bit and then I'd be like, you gotta get off. Like it just, it hurts too much. Yeah. And then like, I basically just did that for like months. And one day she was finally just like, okay, you just need to get this checked out or something. Cause like, I guess if you have a consistent pain for months, it's probably, it's probably something you need to get checked out. Cause yeah. And then, yeah, I go to my doctor and my doctor's like, "Mm, it might be a pulled muscle or your appendix is fucked up. And Morgan, we get to the car and she was like, can't believe it. You got appendicitis. And I was like, what? And she's like, you're you don't do anything how would you pull a muscle yeah. it's impossible and i was like, <laughs> like damn okay. fucking roasted yeah i was like that was mean but it okay like, bitch i'm in pain what are you doing to me right now <laughs> why you gotta make it mentally now hello and welcome to indie pod and indie games podcast your weekly source for all the indie games news you need to know this week we are bringing you a solitary one news story before of course hopping in to news cram god bless the crowd and answering your listener questions of course before we get into that i have to introduce myself von hyde alongside my illustrious co-host the biggest of average josh boys how you doing today be josh boy i'm doing well i'm doing well uh it's a little earlier which is nice yeah I got, I got things to do so uh gracious vaughn letting us do it early today um but i'm ready to get into it i'm excited to talk honestly about do games. you ever feel weird that we record so late in the day like i've never thought about it like we I, we record at three my time so that's got to be like five or six yours yeah it's five my time um it's it's not bad it is weird because having having the, the recording in like the the kind of mid end of the day means like there's not much i can do early on right exactly so it's like yeah it's a little bit of like this is my day because i i can't do anything that's too long at the front half of the day and then i can't do yeah. anything really at night because by the time we're done it's like you know seven or seven thirty so i'm like eh. but it's it's been fine i mean sundays it's sunday fun day i don't need to do nothing honestly though i haven't like the i, I just because you asked me about this i thought about it and i was like I don't even know why we record at three. Like, I have no idea. Like, I I think we just uh, we when we moved our record date, we were recording at like three or whatever because I was working. Yeah. 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 And we just uh, then we just got like stagnant. We got stuck in it. Now we don't know why we do it. I don't know. (laughs) 
It's all I don't good. know. We can change it. If, it. if it would be better for you, we could change it. Because I like, fuck, dude, I get the dock ready and then I like sit around. I watch anime and I like <laughs> just do random shit because I have the same thing. I'm like, can't really do anything. Yeah. Like last <laughs> week, luckily, I got up. Uh, I, I went to bed early because I was just feeling pretty tired. So I woke up early and then I was like, it's a fucking mow the lawn, I guess. Woo! Like, why not? And so Big I just Mr. got House some owner. shit done. But yeah. This some it's some weird stuff. All right. Before we get into what we've been playing outside of our weird miscellaneous conversations, let's talk about our housekeeping. Of course, please check out our developer interview going live this Wednesday, which will be Wednesday, I believe the 8th of September. Mm -hmm. This one is with Mike Burnett, the CEO and artist of Shockwork Games, uh, which is responsible for a game called Nadir. Yep. Which I if mean, you, that's cool name. That's cool if name. you uh, have good memory, which you probably don't, and I probably wouldn't either. Not even I, I no. even like when I talked to the guy afterwards, he was like, he's like, where did you find us? And I was, I was like, oh, I just found like searching through games. And then I started thinking about it. And I was like, actually, I think we talked about this. And it was a, it was a failed Kickstarter game that we talked about a while back. Um, and it's basically a, it's kind of like a, a mix up of like Slay the Spire and Darkest Dungeon in a way, more Darkest oh. Dungeon from like the art style, like the aesthetic, but it's, yeah, I can see it. It's really cool because it's, it's very much like a Slay the Spire, but the idea is you have this team of like very JRPG of like three party members who, uh, represent different sins, um, like canonically. And so the way that your your combat phases and all of these you know uh actual fights work is you're only fighting one person at any time but it's always like a boss battle so it's like continuous boss battle uh type of these just giant demons that you're facing i don't know it seems really cool yeah i i really really like the art style it it vaguely reminds me of an artist on twitter uh called crom who i very mm. very much love i i love their art it's so cool like however much i'm not a fan of neon genesis genesis evangelion which like it's really just because i feel like i haven't given it the best shake the the massive long like the gigantic pauses for cicadas to just sit there being like doing whatever it was like dude this happens far too long. Like every episode, there's like a three or four minute stretch of this bullshit. Like stop. <laughs> it's kind of like a pregnant or awkward pause, but it would just come in the middle of sentences that had no reason for it sometimes. And I'd be like, can you fucking not? Like, but now that they're the new movies, I want to check it out. Whatever. What it a really tangent. doesn't matter. I really just wanted to say that, like, I love Crom's art. And if you do, anybody listening, check this game out. Nadir it actually looks very, very cool. Yeah. Granted, it's a card game. So it's big Josh Boy's territory. Yeah, it's true. It's, it's true. It's what he loves. It's what he gets up for in the morning. I don't know. He looks that's over true. at his wife. He just pushes her away, grabs that Nintendo Switch, and he's like, I love you. He just kisses it because you can play Slay the Spire. Yeah, I told and her to get a, a deer. I told her to get a bikini that just has little card pasties on it. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. I mean, she's got that. Like, he, here's the thing. I think you just need to go full board. You know? Oh yeah. I think you need to go full board into card games. You need to ask your wife to get a dark magician girl outfit. Like, I mean, really, I feel I'd like that would it. benefit everybody. She would get a cool outfit. You would get some sexy cosplay time. Like, it's it's it's, it's good for everyone. I'm, you know? I'm into it. I'm into it. We'll see. We'll see. Just saying. Yeah. Just saying. I'll think just about it. I'll think about saying. it. It's a good thing to think. Anyway. About. Uh, also, 
Check out the IndiePod store over on Teespring. Head over to YouTube, type in IndiePod, subscribe, like a couple of the videos, check them out. You can watch these. You can check out the clips. I'm no longer going to be posting the clips the same day as the actual episode. Instead, I'm going to be like spacing it out a bit to try to get a little bit like uh, get that double hit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Very Please nice. leave us reviews on any sort of site in which you could do so. Specifically, iTunes helps us out so much. Their algorithm can allow us to basically pop up in a lot of people's feeds that we wouldn't have before. So please do that. Helps us reach a wider audience and spread the word about indie games. And lastly, thank you so much to all of our amazing patrons at $3 tier or higher. If you give us any amount of money, you are absolutely fantastic. But we made a commitment to the $3 tier and higher, and we're going to follow it. You know, we're going to, we're, we're the good boys. We're going to do it. Okay. I like to keep my promises. I, I got to be honest. I almost forgot that we were recording this at 10. Like I totally, I almost forgot. Luckily I remembered a couple days ago because I had to post the question tweet and I was like, I remember something weird being about this episode, but otherwise, yeah, totally forgot for days, like four days. It was crazy. You know, I luckily I remembered. I I almost, I had a thought. I was like, I bet he's going to forget. Like there was a little bit of an inkling in my mind, but I was like, Oh, uh, I'll just wait and see. And I was like, if, if I'm sitting in this room alone at like 1230, I'll be like, Hey, Hey buddy, where you at? Like, (laughs) yeah, there are always those things every now and then where like, you think you're like, "Ah, I'm pretty sure that person forgot. Like, we only talked about it a couple times. They they might have forgot, but you don't want to be that person who kind of like accuses them right, of right, forgetting. Yeah. So you don't want to say anything about it, but then you end up fucking yourself because, of course, people forget. It's yeah. whatever, dude. It's whatever. It is, yeah. It's but I remembered. I know. I'm worry. so proud of you. You're so smart. So Got smart. that steel trap of a brain that forgets 90% of my childhood, you know? Hey, as long as you don't forget Probably this, just trauma. That's fun stuff. Uh, so. Thank you so much to Ethan, a gamer for fun. John, just John. Also, gotta say, just John, saw you playing Remnant from the Ashes. What's up, dude? Yeah. Hit me up. They, we can play together. You know what's I'll, funny? I'll fucking carry you through like I did Chris. You know what's funny? Dude, let's go. Him and a buddy of mine uh, were playing the other day, and they tried to, they were like, you should come and play with us. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great game, Josh. I don't know why you're being a bitch about it. Oh, just, just play the fucking game. <laughs> Maybe. maybe. Uh, we'll see. Mixmatosis, AK Mix, Zach Durham, Chase Hopkins, Phil Prince, the one better of Australia, Josh Nichols, AK Active Josh, and Sam Fillion from Canada. Thank you all so much. You are all so amazing. And let's talk about what we've been playing this week. Oh, damn. Big Josh Boy back on that Turnip Boy Commits Tax Evasion by Snoozy Kazoo. So please tell me, is this because they did the like the, the DLC. infinite train roguelite yeah. thing? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. All right. So tell me about it. What's up? Yeah, so I, like it? I decided I do. I do. Uh, I'll, I'll caveat that though. Uh, I decided <laughs> I decided to jump back into it because Turnip Boy commits tax evasion. I had a lot of fun with it when I first played it. I thought it was a super charming, quirky, really fun. Like I love the writing. I love the music. the The actual story to it was interesting because they had that back lore of of you know the the apocalyptic world and then what comes afterwards of all these anthropomorphic vegetables. Um, oh yeah it's like cars yeah have you ever heard that <laughs> yeah exactly the, the fan theory for cars yeah is that there was like an apocalypse like humans wiped each other out and cars inherited the earth yeah so it's basically yeah. it's basically cars the movie but with vegetables right so it's great 100 percent, dude yeah yeah um and so so i really enjoy veggie tales veggie tales yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of a lot of religion pushes on this no um 
this <laughs> <laughs> this game though they came out with this dlc uh which is a infinite train roguelite mode where you if you beat the game you get this uh notification that's like hey you've been invited to the train or like some ticket to whatever and you take the ticket you go to the train and it's like this onion conductor who's like hey come on get on the train and you i don't you know thinking about it i don't know if they they give you context of like where you're going they're just like get on the train and it's a love train so you're like okay cool and so you get on this train and then you're like i'm stuck on this train and there's all these people like every cart that you go to is either like a battle is uh, a thing that will give you these upgradable like little not upgradable but they're like kind of like stat boosts it'll be something to the nature of oh when you kill enemies there's a chance to heal when you kill enemies or when you hit enemies there's a chance to light them on fire you know like little perks that kind of upgrade your character um and then there's also carts uh in the train that will just be like people that will talk to you so it'll, it'll have that still same quirkiness of these random like you'll walk by and there'll be like an avocado and it'll just be like hey we're <laughs> on a train and it's infinite i don't know how to get on and then there'll be like people who are just like i've been on this train for months like how do i get off <laughs> And so you're just you're just like running through and then each one is like you either kill some enemies, you talk to a person, you get an upgrade and then you do that a couple of times until there's a, a boss. So you're fighting the same bosses that you fought in the initial game, but over in these different rooms. And then as you go through a full loop, you get to the conductor and you have to fight him. It's this onion who has uh, a couple of different move sets, but you have to beat him. And then he's like, ha ha. But now you have to do it again. And it's, so it's, you just constantly go through this loop of doing the same thing. Very similar to like, you know, a, a Hades in, in a sense of like you're, you're mm -hmm. playing again into that. But it's like one right after another. And it's kind of that test to see how far you can go. It's how many loops you can go through. Because every time you go through a loop, you'll keep the same health. You'll keep the same upgrades. But what happens is they start giving you different enemies and upgraded enemies that will have something like this one is just bigger. This one has more health. This one can poison you when it attacks. And it'll be like very basic uh, things that will then expand into it becoming more difficult. They'll start applying those uh, buffs to the bosses and you kind of keep going, keep going. You get different upgrades. You get, you know, all these different types of power ups that you can play into. There's also like if you get far enough, there's this like demon uh turnip that's like basically you but like this weird zombie version that fights you that's like a harder version that was kind of cool um it's nega turnip yeah pretty much yeah it's a negative turnip yeah that's crazy dude um and so i went through a couple of loops i i enjoyed it because then after like each time you beat a boss you get like a, a train ticket or like I guess they're tickets, but it's just kind of like a currency that then when you get out, you can buy extra little hats, which was like their big cosmetic thing in this game is like you get these hats. They're cool. Your little turnip can wear all these hats. But then as you start buying more of the hats, you then get like little upgrades for the the um, the actual runs that you do for these loops. So I think it's really cool. I think it's a, a neat experience from a roguelite perspective. Um, this is not a roguelite game when it comes to like, I wouldn't mm -hmm. buy this for this piece right for anyone who uh was like i don't think i want to buy turnip boy because it doesn't look like a game for me like this isn't gonna sell you on it right i think this is an amazing little piece to get me back into that world and for people who love turnip boy and want to experience a little bit more of that world and get you know to talk to these different people and get to experience like the music again like i love the music in this game it's so good and it's just like the combat for me was never really my jam just because it's okay. much old school like Zelda of like you'll attack and the sword kind of like flings out in front of you and it's like kind of slow. Yeah, it's like it's like 
Yeah. And, and you're like, okay, <laughs> sure. And, and it's just not my style. So like some people might really dig this, but like the combat was never the part of Turnip Boy that I completely loved. It was more of the exploration and the story to it and like the characters around it. So you get more of that. You get an extra piece of all of that with this DLC. And I was happy to jump back in. Like I definitely liked the experience again, but it, it's one of those things where I tried it. I did a couple loops and I'm like, yeah, that was good for me. Um, so, All right. you know, for people who enjoyed it, I'd say pick it up, try it again. Um, for people who looked at Turnip Boy and thought, nah, this is shit. I don't want it. Um, well, you're wrong. But if you think that this isn't going to change your mind. All right. Yeah, I was actually kind of curious about that. You being a fan of roguelites. Mm -hmm. I was like, I but I feel like a large portion of that is actually enjoying the combat of a roguelite. Yeah. So it's like I, I really was curious how you felt about Turnip Boy's combat and how that translates to this. Yeah, to this new infinite train. I think I think some people might be more into it than I am, obviously, because I'm a little biased. I never was uh, the biggest fan of their combat in it. But I, I do agree that like this feels very much like a tacked on roguelite. This feels like just a mode where they were like, this would be fun to do, which it very much seems like that's the case. Like this doesn't feel like the core root of the game. And in itself, that very fact means that it's, you know, there's not as much time and, and love that was put into it that becomes a full game, right? If you really want that, I would say experience the story of Turnip Boy because it's a good story. Um, mm -hmm. But this part is like, it's fun, but... Will I play this as much as I did Hades or as much as I did Slay the Spire or Binding of Isaac? Like, no way. But it's still yeah, good. Yeah, it's just a fun little tacked on. Yeah, exactly. For anybody who wants to continue to experience the world. Exactly. That's cool. That's awesome. All right. Yeah, All right. still fun though. And you've also been playing Golf with Your Friends by Blacklight Interactive. I believe yeah. this is a game you've actually played before. This is all about returning to games, dude. This is... I'm fairly certain you've played this before. I Well, I don't know that I've talked about it on, on the show before. Um, I Really? I thought you did like a long time ago. No, like, no, no, no. I mean, we've been doing this for like fucking three or four years now. No, so like... I, I mean, the only thing that <laughs> you might be thinking of what the golf Maybe, 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 or maybe I'm just thinking of the like myriad of stories we've actually covered of yeah. golf with your friends. Like that's probably what probably. it was. Like we've just randomly talked yeah. about it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. How, are you liking this it? Is, Do you enjoy yeah, it? Yeah. So I just wanted to give this one uh, will be a, a quicker one. I wanted to give a quick shout out to golf with your friends because this is a uh, it's a game pass game, which is obviously the reason why I played it. But it was a game that came out in 2016 in early access. And now in 2020, well, last year, it officially dropped. And there's uh it's not perfect. It's definitely clunky at times. And there are certain like things that are, are a little wonky when you're playing the game. But I've had so much fun with this game. It is basically a mini golf game that you play with your friends and you can play all at the same time of like swinging the ball at on these ridiculous courses. Like they start off with the first course. If you start with the forest, it's all very normal. And it's like, oh, I'm playing mini golf, whatever. And then you go and you play it in like space. And there's all these crazy like black holes that will like fling your ball into weird directions and like these like teleporters and like weird gravity uh, changes. And there's like all these little things that make it really wacky and interesting. There's even you could change the modes where instead of playing mini golf, you're playing it where it's hockey. And there's like goalies at the end of where the, the hole would have been. Or you could play party mode where they have, which I hate party mode because it's ridiculous, but <laughs> where you're playing the regular golf mode. But then they also have like 
uh, as if you're playing Mario Kart, those little item boxes that are just randomly throughout the map. And it'll be something like, oh, the randomizer. And you'll do it to attack other people and it'll turn like your your ball into like an egg or like a square. Basically just ways to fuck your friends. Yeah, it's just like, let's be honest. Yeah, it's just pissing people off. But like there's there's times where some of those courses are like ridiculous and I'm like, oh, fuck this. Like because uh, shit just won't go my way. Right. But I think that's kind of like the point of it. Um, and it's just really fun because there's all these these different mini golf courses where I, I personally love mini golf, like just in general. So I, I got into it, but I love going through and just being like, I'm only going to do trick shots because there's usually always a way to make it either in like what, like a hole in one or like in two shots, but you have to like bounce it off these crazy fucking things. And like, I love doing it. It's so fun. Um, I, I definitely would recommend it. I think if you have game pass, you should check it out because it's free you know, for, for the most part, other than obviously yeah. the monthly subscription. Um, the only bad thing is they do not do any crossplay, even between game pass of like of Xbox and PC, they don't do crossplay. And if you have the PC version from game pass on, you know, the Microsoft store, you can't crossplay with people on steam, which sucks. That blows. So it's like, yeah, so we, we had a, an issue where a buddy of ours couldn't play because he just, he has the steam version and we we're like, Oh, well, guess we can't golf with you because you're not our friend should have got game pass and you're done yeah should have been our friend um but i'm thinking of uh honestly waiting until a sale comes out because right now it's 14.99 which i think is a little high for for what's there um i think it's still a great game but like uh, especially now that i've played a lot of it i feel like i might wait until a sale comes on and wait until it's like maybe like seven bucks or something um because one of the things that you're missing from like Game Pass is Steam has the Steam Workshop, which is all those mods and all those people who there is a level creator. So there's all these different courses that could be out there after we've you know gone through their their library of uh, actual develop made courses. But I want to try all this like new shit that's out there of people just making wacky kind of stuff. So so we'll see. I probably will pick it up and see uh, what that is whenever it goes on sale. And maybe I'll do another update on like how interesting the uh the different workshop uh courses are but so far i think like if you're looking for a mini game type game that's pretty easy to pick up like my wife and i played it together and she definitely is not in like able to play a lot of games but she had a lot of fun with it like i think this is one that uh is is a lot of fun and it's just it's good for you know it's a family game like it's it's really good for either just a bunch of buddies or you can play with your family like it's a fun game check it out all right. For me, I've just played more Psychonauts 2. Hell yeah, I, baby. I really haven't had like, okay, so I should say I haven't played that much more. I just Hell haven't no, had baby. a massive amount of time to play more games. Like, uh, and granted, yesterday I played a bunch of games, but I've been getting into to Cyberpunk 2077. I gotta be what? honest. I bought it the other day. What? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I picked it up because Hello Future Me did like a video on how like, oh, Cyberpunk is a little bit more complicated than you thought it was. And I was like, ooh, <laughs> I gotta check this shit out. And watching some of it, I was like, this seems pretty interesting. So I've been I've been playing a decent amount of that, but I've also been trying to put uh, put some time into Psychonauts 2 when I can. Honestly, I got to be real. And this is a little bit weird with oh, how no. excited I was for this oh, game. No. I don't know if I like Psychonauts 2. Wow. I really don't. Like there are a couple like th there are a couple issues that I find legitimately off putting, mm. like being talked to like I'm a child, whatever, like that shit happens. But also it assumes you've had conversations. And I talked about this last week, but I hadn't got to this really egregious moment where somebody I forget specifically what they said, but 
they were like, it was kind of like the like, oh, remember what I taught you thing. Mm -hmm. But they referred to something. They were like, yeah, and this scenario, like before, oh, I remember what it was. You find your little brother in the woods. You can find him earlier on before going and talking to your mom. Mm -hmm. And you're like, mom's looking for you. You don't have that conversation with her until after that moment. Or at least I didn't. Yeah. And I was like, why would you place this so early on in this? Like, because there's a path. You see him so much earlier than you would even be able to see your mom. So I'm like, hmm. Why? That's interesting. Like, I if had, you want this conversation to I, happen, yeah, like, I saw the mom first. So for me, I didn't. It didn't even trigger to me. Really? Yeah. Not for me. It was like the kid was basically at the entrance, uh, like the entrance of this like little playground area. This this like campground, yep. and then the mom is further in past the uh past their like thunderdome shit that they're setting up. Yeah. So I found the kid before, and he's like, "Mom's looking for you," and I was like, "What? Like how?" What do you mean? And then I later run into her and I was like talking to her and she's like, oh, go find your brother. And I was like, so we just assumed I'd have this conversation first. Like, but he's so close. He's like right at the entrance of this area. And she's like in the middle. I was like, what? It was it was very weird to me. Yeah. I was like, whatever. Like, I'm that sad. was a little odd. I'm sad to hear that. Yeah, and I don't, I don't know. And there's, there's one thing that a lot of people have talked about, and at least that I've seen is like enjoying the combat and enjoying boss battles. And I, like, I think the boss battles can be fun, but I don't like them all the time. Hmm. I feel like often enough, they, the typically what a boss battle will do is if there's a new mechanic. Like if they're trying to teach you a new mechanic for the game, how to use a new power or whatever, they will teach you throughout the level and then you implement it in the boss fight so that you actually understand how this works. But instead, there are a couple of boss fights where I've been like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? Like, I don't understand. Like even that first boss fight and I've talked to I, I think I talked about this last week is like the uh, the octopus and it's mm -hmm. like you have to you have to blast off little nodes on its tentacles and then throw these bombs inside and i was like you don't really say anything about that like it was just i guess it was something that i just had to figure out mm -hmm. but i found it so odd that they don't hint at it at all like these they're just like nah and then later on fighting like the judge when you go into that dude's brain like i forget it's it's like dogan's uncle mm -hmm. his great uncle you go into his head and you have to fight the judge first of all that was so boring i literally hopped in and i was like he's just a normal enemy but like has a health bar that's a like a, like a boss it was so weird to me i was just I don't know. There are a few things that I'm not super impressed by, but I, I honestly, I don't know. I'm not sure whether I do enjoy the game. I don't enjoy the game. I keep telling Chase, I'm like, I'm, I'm going to play until I get to the point in the story where like things start to come together to see if I like really, really care about it. Mm -hmm. If I like it or I don't like it, I'm going to make sure I give it enough time to actually decide that. Cause right now it's just petty things like petty things. I'm not enjoying yeah. about it. So I'm going to give it a while, but I don't know, dude, I, don't I really don't. I know. can't wait. You got to finish it. Just finish it. Yeah. I'm, 
I'm just not sure. It's, <laughs> it's a struggle. It's a hard it's a one. Struggle. But of course, we're going to be doing our book club for it. So hopefully I beat it by then. Hopefully we could talk about it. But speaking of talking about some new shit, let's hop over to our first news story. This is written by Rebecca Valentine. It's over on IGN. It is Coffee Talk Gets a Sequel. Uh, glitch Hikers Returns and more from the Indie Houses Showcase. So the Indie Houses, we talked about them all coming together to try to like share information and, and do stuff together, make more of a cooperative front instead of one that's based in trying to one up another, which a lot of these showcases do. So they recently came out with a showcase and damn, there is a lot of shit in this. Yeah, yeah. It, in all honesty, like I wasn't able to actually watch the showcase, but I also like we recorded this a bit earlier. I was a little bit behind, so I didn't get to just flip through everything in this. But I was so surprised by how seemingly in depth they went with a lot of these games. Some of them are just gameplay trailers. Some have actual like release date announcements and some are just straight up actual announcements of like publishing deals or just of the game themselves. Right. Uh, so I find that very, very interesting. Big Josh boy, would you like to do our normal thing that we do where we just like pick out a couple things that we really yeah. enjoy and we talk about it? Yeah. Do you think that'd probably be easier? I think, I think that makes sense. Um, I admittedly did not watch the full showcase either. I'm more of just, you know, carrying up on the cliff notes. Um, this week yeah. was pretty busy for me in just general. Um, so I wasn't able to, to fully watch that. I do think it's interesting though, that they're like, Oh, this is a collaborative process, but like ultimately it just becomes a showcase of just general stuff. But I do like the mix up of, you know, you, you alluded to, Hey, it's not just, you know, gameplay after gameplay. It's like, here's a, a an actual date that's announced. Here's a release of DLC, like actual pieces that are like, here's a game you already know. Here's some that are coming out. Here's just, this things. is just an update. Yeah. Like, like it's, yeah, it's yeah. a good, it's a good mix of news that makes it. So it's not just like game after game after game of just random, like this is coming, this is coming. Um, and there's, there's, you know, like I was looking through and at first I was like, all right, I'll pick like a couple. And I looked at these and I was like, there's a lot of good games in here. Like there's a lot yeah. of things that I would try out in this list. Yeah. I mean, it, it makes sense when you bring together so many indie game publishers, like it just makes sense that they're going to have a lot of like really great games, especially with the, I, I guess the pedigree that they're going for, like raw fury has published some yeah. good shit. Raw fury um, is great. Akupara has published some good shit. Like they, they have, they got some good publishers together. So it totally makes sense yeah. that they would have a uh, granted. I feel like a lot of these are like a not for me game. Like, Oh man, this game looks really cool. Like the, the legend of, uh, Tian Ding. Oh really? That's that a not for is, you game. I thought it looked super cool. I'm just not really like, I, I don't really like the, I guess it is like a 2d action platformer. And yeah. I think that's kind of cool. I guess it, it might even borderline on 2.5 D, <clears> but like, I don't know. It just didn't, it didn't seem like my kind of game. It almost seemed like it, it bordered on the, the, like the, the, the like the chasm between being a 2d action platformer and, and being a, a beat em up. Like yeah. it was, yeah, yeah, it was yeah, very yeah. close I, and I'm just, I'm not a fan of, I thought, I thought the same thing too. And it, uh, my head kind of went to, Oh, this is a brawler. Uh, yeah, it'll be okay. But like, generally I have fatigue when it comes to those games. Cause I play them for a little bit and I'm like, I like this. And then an hour in, I'm like, I'm done. Um, yeah, it almost reminds me of like Super Crush KO, which I actually oh, enjoyed, yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's good. just, it's, 
I, I don't like the arcadey nature yeah. of combat. Like it just, I like the actual like 2D action platformers like a Hollow Knight. Like I, I really, really love that or Chasm. Like I guess I just, I like the Metroidvania style yeah, more than anything. Bit, but like, more. yeah, I, I, I don't know. I thought it looked really cool and I don't know enough about it to to say one way or the other. So I, I think it's one of those mm-hmm. things where like, I'm optimistic about it, but yeah, like there's definitely a chance that looking at this game, there would be fatigue where I would be like, yeah, this is fun, but like, it's going to get boring. Not, not boring. But the like art old. style is super fucking yes. cool though. Yes, it really That's is. That's a big thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It looks, it looks really, really awesome. It, it looks, I, I want to say like a real, like it, it looks like a very stylized anime world. And I actually really like that. Yeah. Supposedly it's based on like a uh, Taiwanese like folk hero, hmm. which I think is really cool. Once again, going back to like Errol talking about, I think it was like Mulaka where they, he was talking about covering like different aspects of spirituality and covering different cultures right. uh, outside of basically what we often do, which is like Norse mythology right now. Everyone wants yeah. to make a game and fucking Norse mythology or Greek mythology. And instead, this is just like they're talking about a Taiwanese folk hero. And it's like, I I never would have known about this. Like, unless it was something that was frequently referred to in like anime or something like that. Never would have known. So I do think that this looks interesting. It, it It's very possible that it comes out and I'm super into it. I have no idea. Just right now, first looks, the kind of beat up nature of the game. Not exactly my deal, mm-hmm. but hey, maybe. So Big Josh Boy, let's do a three. Let's do a three and then I'll try to make sure I cover the ones that have release date announcements. What are three games within this showcase that really blew you away that you feel like are kind of like a day one purchase or just okay. something that you're really looking forward to? Okay. Um, uh, this is going to be kind of surprising. Um, well, maybe not, but Jack Axe, um, which oh, is the very okay. like cartoony <clears throat> platformer type game mm-hmm. where you seem to be this barbarian who's throwing an axe and being able to like jump to it. I thought it looked yeah. super cool. Seems very much my style of like games I used to play when I was younger, which is is maybe it's like a nostalgia kick, like a fake nostalgia kick. But I think it just looks super snappy and fun. Like it, it seems to be something that I would enjoy. So I can't wait to see when this comes out and see more about it because it just it feels like it would be my type of game for sure. The game mechanic of like you throwing the axe and teleporting to it reminds me a lot of that game Daggerhood, which I believe yeah. you actually played. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I'm I'm interested to see how this one will stack up because I vaguely remember you not necessarily I, enjoying. I the wasn't. Game that much. Yeah, I wasn't that into it. But uh, then again, I feel like there's a bit more to this. Like Daggerhood was very much in that mechanic, and it was like that mechanic alone. And I feel like there yeah. wasn't as much of a emphasis on the actual level building, like level design. Whereas this one, I feel like there's a good amount from what has been shown of variety and different mechanics that come into play other than just the like jump to where you throw your weapon. Um, The, the next one that I'll talk about uh, is uh, Kraken Academy. Kraken Academy just looks, it looks so weird. Like I'm, that was one of the games I was going to talk about too. I'm into it. It looks very cool. I'm into it because it was just like super, you know, over the top with everything it's just like there's crocodiles and and people are on fire and all is like all the people are i don't know it just it was so weird kraken wants my help to save the world like Like, you're like you're like what is like it's very much like i looked at it and i'm like i don't know that i will enjoy that game 
but I want to yeah. know more about that game, right? That's why mm-hmm. I think it's it's one that caught my attention. I don't know that it's going to be because I don't know what gameplay looks like in that game at all. I just know yeah, that that I'm, is a little bit weird I'm, that they didn't feature any gameplay. They kind of just featured like I guess that's one thing that really could get you into the world is is I, I will get you into the game is understanding what that world is like and that it's so nonsensical. Right. But yeah, the one big thing lacking from that trailer was any sort of gameplay. Yeah, because if I if I remember correctly, I, I think let me take a quick look like Kraken Academy, I think, had some amount of like dating sim elements or like because we've talked about it either on Kickstarter or some other area before, like when it was first in in development and uh let's see funny adventure dark humor time travel like yeah i still i still don't know exactly what gameplay looks like and what that loop looks like from a from a mechanic standpoint so i'm not too sure i'm sold on it but i definitely want to keep an eye on it right like it's it's wacky enough and interesting enough to to grab my attention so i will keep oh yeah we definitely talked about this game and god bless the crowd and i specifically remember because the broccoli girl Mm -hmm. That was the only thing uh-huh. that I I vividly remember this fucking broccoli girl. Yes. Um, it is very interesting to see, you know, over doing this uh, for a couple of years now, this podcast to see all of these things come to fruition, like slowly over time of just being like, yeah, we yeah. talked about that like a long time ago. Um, but yeah, so I, I'm very much keeping an eye on it. Um, I will do two more technically. I know I said three, but one of them is just like a, a kind of like, I just want to give it a shout out because I think it's super cool. But the first one before that, uh, I want to talk about the Forest Cathedral. Um, it's very strange. It, you're like, it reminds me of kind of like a walking, like a narrative uh, simulator type game where you're walking through this forest. It's called a psychological thriller because it seems to be like you're doing some research in the forest on something like mosquitoes or some type of of level that you're watching of like the fish of something that, that's in them. And it's like going crazy. But like, in the midst of that story that's happening, you also have this almost like a, a Game Boy to the side of the screen that you're constantly playing these little like mini games while like I guess that's the their consider consideration of doing research in, in the theme of the story. Like, I don't know. I just I that's interesting. It looks so weird that I'm I'm I want to try it out because some of the mini games look fun. And also, I kind of want to just know more about the story um it just looks super weird and i'm i'm into it like a lot of these games have been very much the same uh kind of like it caught my attention because it's just it's unique and so i I want to know what it is um and then the last one i'll talk about is kana quest which i have no interest in playing this i have no interest in ever picking this up (laughs) but i think it is such a cool idea and i think there's going to be a lot of people who want this as a thing it's basically a puzzle game that lightly teaches you uh how to was it uh to write in japanese or speak in japanese let me uh read japanese hiragana by moving individual hiragana around to form common sounds so it's like a very light way to teach you different languages which i think is such a cool idea because i'm i'm a huge nerd because you know we've mentioned it before like i have a master's degree in organizational and uh, industrial psychology which is very much i went in a track of like training and teaching people and like i love Things like this, because it's yes, it's a nerdy way of doing it, but it's like, how do you teach some someone something while still retaining uh, a fun element of it? Right. Of like it's a puzzle game, but also you might learn these common sounds in this this language 
in the midst of it. And like, I'd love to see this in other facets because I don't have any interest in learning Japanese or or doing that. Um, you know, maybe it would be fun anyway, but like it, it's not going to grab me. But I think there's there's a lot of people who would probably appreciate this, both from a, a perspective of like, oh, it's a fun puzzle game. And also I'm getting something out of it from like a real world perspective. So just a shout yeah. out to it. Yeah, it's absolutely possible that you learn something from it. There's like, I I forget what it's called, but I do enjoy this like bringing what you learn in a game into the real world. Like there is a an MMO that I wanted to play a while ago that is actually entirely code based and hmm. everything you do, you have to actually do a line of code and it's meant to teach you how to learn. That's cool. Uh, to learn like different yeah. coding languages. Always thought that was really cool. Yeah. I was always really interested in that, but knowing that I'm an idiot, I'm like, I don't know. Plus, I'm a plus, like, suck. I don't know if it has a fucking player base. Shut your mouth. So, for the games that I want to talk about, one, of course, was going to be Kraken Academy. I just, it's crazy. I, I really, I don't know why, but I think it's mostly stems from my love of anime is the changing of the like school setting into something that's just weird or mm -hmm. obscure. I find that really interesting and I like that a lot, whether it's something like, I guess in a sense, like D gray man is kind of like that, which is an anime about like slaying demons, but it's people learning how to slay demons or <laughs> like, of course, Naruto is about being ninjas and shit like that. Like I, I really enjoy the mixture of, Oh, and of course my favorite, my hero academia, uh, the, the integrating these weird aspects of this world into a school setting. I find that really interesting. I like that a lot. So Kraken Academy obviously is going to be something I wanted to talk about mostly just because of the school setting. And I want to know what's up with that broccoli girl. Broccoli babe. I got him. What's up with that? Another one that I actually found really interesting that I do not think will actually be for me, but I thought it was interesting is cardboard Kings. I thought that was <laughs> That's really hilarious that you're the one who brings that up. I know, right? I'm the one who brings up the card game. I, I really like the art style of these different cards. I think the like the monkey carrying a shitload of knives is kind of interesting or this odd banana is cool. I, I don't know. I just find it cool. And the idea of like the entire thesis of the game is to just create the best game shop. I was like, that's kind of cool. Like, that's really yeah. interesting. All right. And if it integrates like mechanics of opening up booster packs and getting new cards, like that'd be cool. Cause I've always been a fan of the old Yu-Gi-Oh games that did that. Mm -hmm. So like that's a pretty disappointed good one. I'm interested in All that. Right. You know All what right. I mean? Um, and then the last one I wanted to talk about is one I've actually talked about in the past, uh, but it's just, I want to see more of this fucking game is uh wolf stride. Yes, yeah. the yeah, yeah, yeah. like the like noir uh, turn based game all about mechs and shit. Oh yeah, it looks good. You best believe it looks. I good. want to talk about this game. It looks very good. It looks very yeah. interesting. I only didn't I'm, pick it because we talked about it in previous shows. But yeah, like Wolf Stride yeah. looks dope. Yeah, yeah, we definitely have talked about it before. But I just I love the look of that game. Uh, so to go by and just give the the release date announcements and such, uh, the Legend of Tian Ding is headed to the Nintendo Switch and Steam on October twenty seventh. Uh, then we have I've uh, got a launch trailer. I gotta like sort through these. Uh, we have a DLC sneak peek 
of Lost Castle. It's their final DLC, yeah. which is kind of interesting. Um, I believe Cardboard Kings. Oh, okay, their their demo is available now yeah. over on Steam. All right, uh, then we've got. Uh, Suzerain, which is going to be available on the Nintendo Switch uh, on September 23rd, which is pretty sweet. Let's keep looking. I know we got more release dates. Oh, Kraken Academy uh, coming to PC on September 10th. Then we've got No Longer Home. That's this week, baby. Yeah, that's pretty close. close. You gonna buy that? Uh, You gonna buy some Kraken Academy? I mean, probably not. I'm like... (gasps) Gearing up for New World, dude. How could get this shit out of here with this MMO bullshit? What what have you been playing that's fucking indie lately? You're like Psychonauts 2. Like really nothing. Fucking New World. We got some fucking. I don't even remember what the fuck you were talking about just a second ago. Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk. That's the the most, the least indie. Well, actually, I I guess it's you could argue it's indie, but like you could say it is or whatever. It's not. We've got No Longer Home coming to Xbox One and Nintendo Switch on October 7th. Then we have... Sorry, I'm just kind of scrolling through this trying to figure out which one specifically. I didn't write this one up or anything because I was like, oh, we're just going to talk about it. But now I'm like, man, wish I would have done that. Mm. Uh, Then we've got Teacup is headed to the Nintendo Switch, PC, PlayStation, and Xbox on September 23rd. And... um. What else do we have? Dream Cycle. Uh, we have Sable is coming on September 23rd. And I believe that is about it for this news story. So now that we have covered that news story, it's time for us to hop into News Cram. Cram. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. News Cram is our weekly wrap-up segment where we, the hosts of IndiePod and Indie Games Podcast, cram you full of all sorts of indie games news. This week, we are... Uh, we do not actually have any quick news stories or any new deals or quick steals. Of course, there actually is like a Humble Bundle sale over Ooh. on... Well, there's naturally just this big summer sale over on Humble Bundle. I'm not exactly sure when that one is going to end, but there is a Humble Bundle publisher sale over on the Nintendo Switch, but that actually ends on the 7th of September. So for our patrons, you can hop into it, but sadly, for all the plebs that are listening on free sources, I'll try to make sure I post it on our Twitter. So be sure to follow us at IndiePod over on Twitter. Do be notified of all the new deals and quick steals that you might have missed. But yeah, it sadly is going to end. By the time this goes live for everybody. So sad. Uh, But we do have a whole bunch of new stuff. So let's hop into that. Our first seven items in new stuff come by way of Nintendo Life, where it supported that first person shooter Turbo Overkill by Trigger Happy Interactive is headed to the Nintendo Switch and PC via Steam sometime in 2022. That and, and I should say. 
It's something that Nintendo Life does that annoys me where they only talk about if a game is coming to the Nintendo Switch and rarely ever talk about it coming to other platforms. But sometimes they'll just say other platforms and I have no real way of verifying what exact platforms it's coming to with the exception of Steam mm-hmm. because of their like Steam pages and stuff. There are times when we have like a, like a PlayStation listing and other stuff, but sadly I can't all the time. So I understand it's a little bit hypocritical for me to only include the two because i get annoyed in nintendo life for only including the one but just what i gotta do at this point (sighs) granted the reason i find it so annoying is because i know that they're doing this from a press release and on the press release they list consoles yeah so it's entirely different i'm not the butthole here you know what i mean but what a butthole moving on i know right boom boom here Uh, That action-adventure game, The Serpent Rogue by Senji Games, is headed to the Nintendo Switch and PC via Steam sometime in 2022. That tower defense beat-em-up game, The Last Friend by Stonebot Studio and Ludus Games, is headed to the Nintendo Switch and PC via Steam on September 30th. That sandbox stealth experience, Sir... You are being hunted by Big Robot LTD, is headed to the Nintendo Switch sometime in Q1 of 2022. That adventure game Toem by Something We Made is headed to the Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 5, and PC via Steam on September 17th. Mm. That action-adventure game Aztec Forgotten Gods by Lienzo is headed to the Nintendo Switch and PC via Steam in Q1 of 2022. And lastly, the turn-based meta RPG Galaxy of Pen and Paper Plus One by Behold Studios is getting a physical release on the PlayStation 4 and Nintendo Switch with sales being made exclusively through Red Art Games' website from September 2nd through October 6th. I believe the game is like $35 or 35 euros because it is actually like, I I know it is, it might be being sold like exclusively through like Australia, New Zealand, someplace in Europe. I'm not exactly sure. I know they on the box have the Peggy system. So it's obviously not going to be in American dollars. So technically it's going to be a little bit more, but whatever, we'll move on now over to Polygon where it's reported that open universe exploration game, no man's sky by hello games just received another free update mm. titled frontiers, which adds a most Eisley esque cantina uh, or cantinas to the game with some improvements to base building and the games you or the the game's HUD Man. so the heads up display and when, UI so that's pretty cool. When will they stop making free content? I don't know. I'm actually kind of interested, like in how exactly Hello Games is separated at this point because they, of course, like they had the team that made the last campfire, but then right. also they have like obviously people working on No Man's Sky. And as far as I know, they are working on other projects. So I'm wondering if it's like a, uh, if it's a like motion twin evil empire scenario with dead cells where it's like these people want to work on this game. So there's like a small group that's continually updating no man's sky. Like I really, I want to know so yeah. much more about hello games, no idea. but whatever moving on. Now over on Twinfinite, where it's reported that management sim Spirit Fair by Thunder Lotus Games just received a new update that adds a new spirit named Beverly to the game, as well as some quality of life improvements. Now over on IGN, where it's reported that roguelike or roguelite, sorry, roguelite. Mm, get it right. <laughs> 
uh, roguelite tactics game Grim Tranquility by Poorly Timed Games is headed to PC via Steam sometime in 2022. And to round out the group over on GameSpot, it's reported that golf-like game, so this is like a golf roguelike game, uh, Curse to Golf by Wee. What is that uh, studio's name there? Nah. Kuhei or Chuhei Labs? I don't know. Whatever. Close. Moving on. I butchered that. I knew I was going to. It's my fault, not yours. I'm an idiot. Close. Uh, is headed to the Nintendo Switch and PC via Steam sometime in 2022. Looks so cool. Big Josh boy, I saw you tweeting about this game. Dude, it looks you so excited? cool. I'm so excited. Huh? I'm on a golf kick lately. I don't know why. I just... Dude, golf games are fun. Like a while ago, like, I mean, it was a couple years ago, but I just binged everybody's golf. I was super into it for some reason. It's just a game I wanted to play. Golf games are weirdly fun. Yeah. Like it doesn't make any sense. I really like it. Uh, I think it's so cool turning this into a roguelike game. It's very like I'm still skeptical on how exactly it'll work because they're talking about having like procedural generation, I think, of like changing the maps a bit and having it so it's it's fresh every time. Um, but I think it's cool from what I've seen. Like, I'm into it. I can't wait to check this one out and actually get it. All right. So now that we have thoroughly covered thoroughly. all of the amazing new stuff coming. It is time for us to get back to the developers in our next segment. God bless the crowd. This is where the biggest of average Josh boys hops into all sorts of crowdfunding sites, find something awesome for us to talk about, and we do just so. This week, we are headed over to Kickstarter once again to talk about a game called Mid-Autumn, a supernatural roguelite, a supernatural game about blasting evil spirits, Asian disturbed, no, diaspora culture? How do you say that? Is it diaspora? Diaspora, diaspora. Diaspora culture? Maybe. I I don't know. That's an interesting word. Uh, And saving your hometown from gentrification. The developers of this are looking for $30,000. At the time of this recording, they have $12,929 with 249 backers and 31 days left to go. And I believe the developers, I'm going to butcher this name here, uh, but it is Shervin... Udawana. Sounds about right. I fucked that one up. So, Big Josh Boy, what do you think about mid-autumn? Dude, this looks good. It looks like, uh... Looks like Hades in a lot of ways. Yeah, yeah. You, like, almost don't want to say it looks like Hades. Yeah, it looks like... So, and granted, the reason why it looks like that is because it has the same kind of structure of seemingly you're going through and you're constantly talking to these random entities, which uh, I assume are these spirits, which feels very reminiscent of talking to the different greek gods at random yeah point. they're your ancestors right so it's a little bit even closer it's so uh, these random intervals throughout the game so it feels very similar in that regards but the combat looks a bit different it looks you know like obviously very uh quick pace or fast pace very chaotic in a way um and that's kind of where like I I think this has a lot of potential just looking at it from a first part, but this is like my biggest concern with the game. The visuals are almost to a point where they hurt my eyes. 
Yeah, they're they are very inconsistent yeah. where they have the like they have just the normal everyday like pixel art and then they have what almost looks like an infrared sense yes. of their effects where it's like these weird like green hues and and it's it's very odd. Yeah. So it, here's the thing, like if it was just the pixel art, if it was just the the you know the story of you have this quick snappy like you're dashing you're slashing you're attacking maybe if they had some type of particle thing i'd totally be on board with this and i'd be like this is a game that everyone has to pick up this is a game that looks really cool that art style like i don't vibe with the visual effects at all because it becomes very jarring and to the point where i first watched this and i was like this combat looks awful and then I had to realize like what was happening. And I was like, oh, well, no, it's not bad. It's just I don't know what these like blobs are that are, are yeah. fucking floating around. And so like that part just kind of made it. So it was like, yes, you should have things that make the combat chaotic and make it kind of, you know, uh, not difficult to understand, but like you have to get a feel for it so that you can kind of embrace that chaos and that blends into the you know you're fighting evil spirits right it should be kind of crazy um but i just think that if that aspect was cleaned up this would be a lot more of a game that i'd be a hundred percent in on recommending that being said i still think there's potential i think that a lot of people will still enjoy this i just don't think i'd be able to get over that uh that visual representation of what they're using for certain effects because it like kind of hurts my eyes in in general i don't think yeah. i could take a whole game of this um but the characters the story behind it the actual you know what seemingly uh is the combat without that visual uh cue i i think is all very impressive and especially you know we we talk about how kickstarters are always in different phases of their life but like where it's at right now i feel is very fleshed out from what they've shown and for that i think that if you're asking for 20 dollars as that you know that minimum price to jump in i don't think that's unreasonable for what the game is um i i think it has a lot of potential like i said i just wish it didn't have that strange infrared look to it because it just visibly feels off for me yeah, I think definitely since it's it's taking some cues from Hades, I think that granted, I imagine like if it would release like now, it would probably be a little bit more popular. Maybe if if mm. Hades continues to have this like lasting success, it has a length. Well, maybe, I mean, it did have uh, when this game comes out, it did have, you know, it's revitalization revitalize it did yeah, become revitalized because of game pass so like yeah and it's like it came to to consoles so it came to like playstation and xbox mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. people could finally play it outside the nintendo switch or pc right that's yeah like this game's gonna have legs i'm just like oh maybe since this is possibly going to be delivered like in december of this year i hope that with all this fervor that people have for hades if they've already beaten it maybe this like contacting your ancestors where? and everything will get people into this game where did you see what? december of this year oh you know what i'm wrong that's the first one sorry it's september of 2023 yeah i was yeah. like i was like we've got some time no before. it's it's that like a dollar pledge yeah, yeah, which yeah, is yeah. our thanks yeah so it's like okay that's yeah, 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 yeah yeah it's it's no it's uh september of 2023 but 
still, I think people could get into this game. I mean, I really love the combo overlays. Big thing for me. I, I loved them in Hades. I, I love them in a bunch of different games. Like, don't give up. I, I very mm-hmm. much appreciate combo overlays. I think they're awesome. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. It's it, it's very possible that these weird like particle effects that they're using throw people off because they are not my favorite. Yeah, they I, I don't enjoy them either. I think that they could have gone something along the lines of like a Wizard of Legend where like using Wizard of Legend has awesome effects with different elements, but it's still in that pixelated nature instead of using these kind of like blobby yeah. elements i i don't really know it's it's kind of interesting i'm i don't know i i i don't believe there is a demo for the game available right now no there is there is a demo available so maybe hop into that see see if it starts to hurt your eyes like yeah. actually playing i don't really know it's very possible yeah i have no idea it's it's interesting and like i get like from a theme perspective like the blob makes sense because it's like a, a different like an ethereal type of real not real, but like otherworldly uh, visual yeah, cue it's like that you're trying. An energy to, yeah. versus an actual like elemental magic. Right. Yeah. So like I, I understand where they're going with it, but it's just like the it, it feels so different from the rest of how the game looks that it just feels off. Right. Like the rest of yeah. the art style does not blend well, I feel like, with those random blobs that happen. And there seems to be like there's parts in the video where they're fighting and they like roll through it. And like as they're doing it, the whole screen changes color and it says like lunar roll. And I'm like, what? Like, what is happening right now? Like, I just don't understand it. And, you know, yeah. maybe it's more of like I need to play the demo or maybe it's just like you need experience with that. But it just seems like a lot that it just feels bloated in in a way of of uh you know i i would more appreciate something that's like not as visually uh aggressive um this yeah. this is me being super nitpicky though like i feel like um i'm generally uh not as nitpicky with these kind of things but just i don't know something about it yeah i know i'm i'm really feeling the uh the vaughn <laughs> channeling vibe. some me yeah today um but there's there's just something about it that just it it just doesn't sit well with me. But other, I mean, I, I still think that, like I said, it has potential. I think it fits that, you know, if you finished Hades and you're looking for that itch, like this might fill that void. Obviously, it's not anytime soon, but still could be a really cool uh, different thing. I would say check it out. Check out the demo um, and give it a try because you might be totally fine with it. Yeah, absolutely. So. Now that we have headed over, we, we've given back to the developers. In that segment, it's time for us to hop in to our listener questions. Our first listener question for this week comes by way of Twitter. Uh, it's Jason from, I want to say, in from Japan. Yeah. That is the actual, I was like, I don't know if they've changed it or not. I'm fairly certain that it is still in from Japan. It is a podcast where Jason and Errol talk about all sorts of Japanese games, any games coming from Japan, and all sorts of like interesting JRPG news. They talk about Monster Tamers. Very cool. Check it out. But they write in and say, why are you looking so weird? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> you, you look so puzzled. I was, like, you're like, because I, I was like, yeah, it's in from Japan. And then I was yeah. like, oh, let me type it. Because like I can find it on Twitter, but I was like, oh, let me just type it on YouTube or YouTube, Google. But for some reason, it doesn't come up. 
as like one of the the, the oh, things. Yeah. yeah. You need to work on your SEO search. That's going to be your first <laughs> thing that we'll say. So Jason writes in and says, what a milestone. So that would be surpassing our 150th episode. Epio. Very cool. Episode. Uh, what would your advice be for baby podcasters? I think it's actually kind of cute that like Jason calls. I, I haven't seen him call you that, but he calls me podcast senpai. And I find that legitimately hilarious. So I I love that. But Big Josh boy, do you have any advice for for baby podcasters? Anybody trying to get into the podcasting game? I mean, I would say the first thing is, yeah, searchability. Um, the fact that I put yeah. in in from Japan podcast and I couldn't find y'all is alarming. Like if I put in IndiePod, yeah, the first thing that comes up is our Twitter is a bunch of things from Apple Podcasts. Like we're pretty close uh, for people just showing up, and I don't know. I don't know really what we've done to get that, uh, you know, that being said, but um, there's probably ways that uh, that you could optimize how people are finding you. I think something that like I, I don't think that we're uh, like just because we made 150 episodes doesn't mean we know what we're doing. Right. I think it's very indicative yeah. of the fact that w we have been like I, I think we got kind of successful and it's successful is definitely not a word in, in any rights of like. There are definitely bigger podcasts We've out there. We've seen small success. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the thing. Um, but I think it, it definitely makes sense that we just kind of got lucky in a lot of ways, which is like hard to attribute to to tell someone like what you need to do. But like, I think that what we are starting to do with like of having different like clips and having different ways to promote, I think the fact that we kind of varied ourselves in like this both we have this very jokey slash news episodes, which are very focused on, you know, what's happening around us. But then I also do those developer interviews to kind of like give a little bit of variety for like, there's probably people who listen, uh, or at least I hope there's people who probably listen and they just listen to the developer interviews or vice versa. They just listen to the news yeah. episodes because there's a difference in what you're getting from a content perspective. So it's like diversifying your portfolio, I think is important. Um, but obviously there's there's the caveat of you might stretch yourself too thin in certain cases but i think we're pretty aligned with how these uh, are set up but but also it's it's really just like consistency like it's the fact that we are very consistent with when our content comes out of you know what you can expect from us is like is kind of what gets you there um and then a little bit of it is like we should probably reach out more to other people like i think that's our biggest like thing right now is like yeah. we don't expand into other you know we don't collaborate all that often yeah right we're really bad about that and i think that's something that you should definitely do as a smaller uh you know people who are trying to to come up is like we need to start reaching out to other people and gaining new audiences because the whole point is like of why you would want to collaborate with someone is like you give your audience they give you their audience kind of a thing and then like you might find some people like we've had uh we'll see wasn't it i'm pretty sure we'll see the the only reason he knows us is because classic we, gaming. we went on the classic gaming podcast It's the only way we found will and or will found us rather and like that's a patron who's been here the entire time that we've had the patreon open and like we wouldn't have had that if we didn't go on a random podcast that was i mean they're part of our network but still like we could have just not gone and then you know what would have happened yeah. i think the the biggest uh problem is like a lot of it is you have to at the point where you're not known like people aren't going to ask for you right like people still don't ask for for us very much um it's very rare that we get like someone who's like hey you want to come on and like anytime they do i'm always like super excited because uh, it's fucking crazy but like 
um the the alternative to that is like reaching out to a ton of people and being like come on our show and like you know we'll hype you up and then hopefully that kind of attributes to to some other trickling of of people that come in it's it's kind of a long game i think and it sucks in a lot of ways i think it's why a lot of people don't keep doing it um but i think it's also like a little bit of insanity for both of us to just be like let's just fucking keep hitting our heads on it and see if it works i think that's really like what indie pod has has done is just been like we are aggressively consistent in just putting out content regardless of who's looking and lucky enough uh people ended up showing up yeah like like you said i mean i feel like you covered a lot of like really great topics but the the biggest one you really need to hammer down i feel like we actually talked about this last week is consistency you have to put out if you say you're going to put out an episode on wednesday or whatever at a certain time you have to put out put out an episode every wednesday people need to be able to depend on you granted like shit happens slip up happens like we we've had it before where i fucked up accidentally uploaded it like too early too late whatever like stuff happens people understand but you can't keep pushing stuff off you can't be like oh we're not gonna have an episode this week because something came up or whatever like that's when like i've i've lined up guests josh has lined up guests or like we've done like solo episodes we've done different things because we have to make sure this episode these episodes go out and it's it's the biggest thing is just consistency even if it takes you years if you're consistent i truly believe you will see some modicum of success whether that is just a consistent like 100 views whether that is a couple thousand whatever like mm -hmm. it really doesn't matter as long as like you're happy with the product you're making you just have to be consistent and i guess that would be like the second thing is like be happy. You need to strive for the best you can possibly do. Don't mm -hmm. settle for just putting something out. Just do your absolute best. Put your all into something. And I think people will flock to it because of that. Like Josh and I, we try to make sure we give these episodes our all. We do everything that we can for this. And Josh does for the developer interviews. And I really feel like it shows we have a good audio quality. We have put time and effort into this and I very much appreciate it. And you really just, you have to make something that you're proud of. Yep. I, in the past, I've made shows that like I personally just wasn't proud of and I didn't care because of it. But the second that I started IndiePod, the second I started Go Beyond or any other things that I've really, really loved doing and I was really proud of it, my my idea of it and like it was no longer like it's not a chore it is something i look forward to something i love to do every week so you really just got to get into that mindset of like i am going to do my absolute best in this and i'm going to be proud of it because of that and you'll easily get through like episodes without any views or anything like I truly believe if you are proud of what you're making, it doesn't matter if anyone is actually watching. I honestly, the longest time we made IndiePod, barely any views, barely anybody was listening. Yeah, like it sure. was like one or two people, whatever. We got at like 10 views and then we went up to a hundred views. Then we've gone up to a thousand and even more than that. Like we've consistently gotten bigger and bigger because we're consistent. And I believe because we're proud of the product that we create and we love yeah. doing it. So another really 
Yeah. Another last thing that I'll talk about is is um, making your content personalized. I think that we definitely yeah. do that with our audience questions, and I think that you know uh, both our personalities. I think yours more than than mine, especially on this podcast. Anyway, kind of like bleed into what we're saying for the most part. Is like we're very real when it comes to like our opinions, and like yes, we are respectful of others and try to be as mindful of a lot of things. But like we say dumb shit because we're just being who we are. And I think like yeah. if you are trying to put on a persona that doesn't fit with who you want to be or you're not trying to like give your content personality, um, it's it's the same because here's the thing. A lot of these podcasts, especially when you're in the video games industry, I think we're a little bit different because we are indie games, but there's still a lot of consistency across every podcast that you listen to. Most people are talking about the same thing. And so what's, oh, yeah. what's the difference that like, why are you going to listen to one news story versus the other? It's generally the people, right? You care about the person who's telling you that story because you want to hear their opinion or you just want to hear it from their, like, just from them saying it. Um, so it's, it's, it's having, and it's, it's not about having like a, a cat, like you don't have to be like a Greg Miller, or like a, you know, he's uh wacky over the top. Like he's, you know, exciting kind of like, it doesn't have to be that, like, that's not what I'm trying to say, but you have to have your own kind of brand or your own kind of identity to say, uh, you know, this is who I am. And if people like that, like come hang out with us. Right. Like, I think that's kind yeah. of what it's all about. And, and to back up, I wasn't saying anything bad about Greg Miller. I really like the guy, but just like, you don't have like, he is very much a ball of excitement. Right. Um, whereas yeah. I think some people might not be as like, they don't have to, you don't have to scream at the top of your lungs every time just to be like popular. Yeah. You don't have to be pure, unadulterated enthusiasm. Instead, just be yourself, be honest with yourself and with your audience and people will flock to you because however much like this is, this sounds insulting in a way, but I actually find it uh, kind of like very, very nice and very heartwarming is that like, however much we like to believe that we are individuals and that we are special, we're really not like every, there were a lot of people just like us. And I find that so heartwarming is that we have found our own little niche in this community of people that have very similar like comedic stylings to us that like similar games as us. And I love that so much. So I feel like if you were just honest about the person that you are and you put that out into the world, you will find success. And for sure. I just, yeah, I, I 100%, I feel like Josh has said some really great things on this one. Thanks. So we're just going to move on also, to the Mom Dad Eppers we're still, question. We're still a baby podcast. Like, I wouldn't. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't. We have found the smallest amount of success possible. <laughs> like, it's, that's, that's really it. Like, the fact that, like, this is why we talk about, and I... I want this to never change, but why we are so blown away that anyone will give us any amount of money is that like, we're still bottom tier. Yeah, we're a baby sure. podcast. Sure. We, we have found like just the tiniest bit of success. But once again, if you put out something that you're proud of and that you love doing, it doesn't matter. If people are listening, it uh, that's what I've said like several times when Josh has brought up like the end of the podcast or whatever. As long as Josh will do this with me, I will do this regardless. Like it doesn't matter if there are views because I am proud of what we make and I love it. So that's all you really got to do. That's how you keep chugging. You just got to love what you're doing. And you got to be proud of it. You got to make something to be proud of. Keep chugging. So moving on to Philip Renshaw's question, he writes in and says, hey, Josh, 
given your bitching about the length of the show in recent weeks, how long would the show length ideally be for you? I love that he's, he, he's he just calls out. you out. Call you're bitching. Out. I love you're being a baby back. I know, dude. dude. I, <laughs> I love it, and I think it's I think it's funny because I think Phil is is one of the the, the few people who probably is like fuck yeah like a two-hour episode <laughs> like let's go um i i think ideally this is like the length an hour and a half what we're at like, kind of right now is like what i'm looking for i'm not talking i'm not trying to shave the entire thing all right but i want like a nice like a 90 minute you know a nice movie that's what we're looking for a nice a nice film a cinema version of indie pod each week not this uh this just backpacking adventure you know what i mean <laughs> all right there you go i really like i don't care about the length i really like i don't mind it could be long it could be short it can be whatever like i just how however long it takes us to get through this and to have fun i really don't care are you saying like it's, it's not bad are you saying that size doesn't matter i am dude it's all about the motion of the ocean Hell you know yeah, what i mean <laughs> Uh, and Zach writes in and says, what is your favorite breakfast food? Mine is either chicken and waffles or biscuits and gravy. Oh, I've also seen good. like in our discord, this actually sparked yeah, yeah, up yeah. a bunch of like actual discord where it was like, yeah, Monte Cristo. What the fuck is that? Dude, look that up right now. Look that up because a it Monte is a Cristo? heart attack. I feel like it's like a sandwich, right? Yeah, it's a heart attack. It's uh, it is a very unhealthy sandwich. It's pretty good. I've, I've had one before. Um, they're extremely unhealthy. What is this fucking sandwich, dude? What is this sandwich? What is on this? So you got like bread. I'm seeing, I'm thinking some eggs and cheese. You got like ham or is that bacon? I think that looks a, like a delicious ass fucking sandwich. I think it dude. should be like big, thick slices of ham if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it's it's super thick. That's why I thought it might have been bacon. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. them really thick pieces of bacon dang monte cristos look delish yeah they're pretty good and they've got like that that perfectly charred Mm -hmm, bit mm -hmm. on the on the bread so it's kind of like a grilled cheese they're good what but they are extremely unhealthy um i think that that Ah, who gives a shit yeah yeah. everybody's gonna die someday oh i don't know enjoy your life that one (laughs) um I think that the chicken and waffles and biscuits and gravy are both great options. I specifically will change it a little bit. I'll still use biscuits, but it's a sausage, egg, and cheese biscuit. I love, oh, or a sausage, okay. egg, and cheese, like bagel, or like on ciabatta, like just sausage, egg, cheese, all in a sandwich. I fucking love it, dude. It's so good. It's one of my favorite things to wake up to. Okay, so I, I've been meaning to ask you this for a while, which sounds weird considering how mundane this is. Do you do you ever get like McDonald's breakfast food? Not anymore. I haven't had that in a long ass time, but I used to a lot when I was a kid. Okay. Okay. Well, asking this like I guess from when you were a kid, do you like the egg? Do you get like the egg on your sandwich? If when you did. I I were you like I want that fucking whatever like the fucking like I forget microwave styrofoam looking egg. Yeah, <laughs> like, the McMuffin like egg thing. Do yeah. you like that? I Used to get it on the because I loved the sausage egg and cheese bagel from McDonald's because it had like this weird greasy taste to it. Like it's so unhealthy for you. It's like so bad, but it was just so. I don't good. think I've ever even fucking seen. Oh, that. so good! Like I'm also the person who has never seen a McRib. People talk about it. I've never even seen a McRib. I know that it exists. They're good. I have no idea. They're pretty good. Um, but no, I don't. I generally like. I honestly like. I'm not the biggest egg fan. In like, for yeah. Never, just in general yeah like in general but like 
got a weird texture. I, uh, yeah, it also, I, I'm very weird. I don't like the sound it makes when my teeth goes through. That's it. like, it's weird. like a squeaking that's, sound. That's funny. Um, <laughs> that's not my reasoning. I feel like, and I think there's a lot of truth to this, but like smell is a big proponent to, to taste. And I feel like eggs smell like yeah. garbage. And so it's, it's really that like half the time it's just because it smells so bad that I'm just like, no, but I'll still eat it all the time on like sandwiches that are mixed with stuff. But like, if you're just like, here's some eggs, I'd be like, fuck off, fuck off with that. Like, we're not just going to do that. You like fucking put some, put some, uh, put that in a wrap or something. Like we're not, we're not doing this just without anything, not raw dog and no eggs, you know? All right. Okay. Uh, so for me, my favorite breakfast food is a scramble. I love scramble so much, but it would be like, so I got to have, you got your hash browns, the nice mm. thin cut hash browns. Yeah. I don't want those like, you don't like those people cubes? get this chonky ass potatoes and shit. Nah, I'm not, you got no. those cubes it's boy? just like thin cut hash browns, yeah, nice yeah. and like charred. They're good and crispy. Mm. Then you got to have like a nice cheddar cheese on top. Okay, okay. Get some chorizo, some bacon, mm. just maybe some normal sausage in there too. I understand chorizo is like a spicy sausage, but put that little bit normal sausage in there too. And then take your... Just your bread, your nice toast, you know, some wheat toast, whole mm. wheat, Ooh, just slather that. You put, you take it all, you mix it all together, then you put that on your toast. You just take Are a you bite. a big diner fan? I feel like, so good. I feel like you would love diners. I do like diners. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. I like them. There's like, we, when we lived in our apartment, we were like right around the corner uh, from a place called like, I want to say it's got something to do with a mama. It's a weird, like. <laughs> Everyone says Joe Mama, but that's not Joe it. Mama. It's like, I, I forget what it's called, but it's this really great breakfast place. Uh, we really loved it. And it had like a comic store right next <laughs> oh to it God. called the Collector's Outpost, where like while you were waiting for a table, you just go in there, you check out some comics. You don't buy anything. Oh, of course not. sucks. Yeah, because you're a piece nah, of shit. I mean, shit. I bought some trades every now and then. The only thing it sucked was like, like I would go in there and I'm like, oh, I want to look for this specific trade. They would never have what I was looking for. And then they'd be like, oh, we can order it for you. It'll just take three weeks. And I'm like, I could buy it on Amazon. It'll be here tomorrow, dude. Hot damn. Like, I'm sorry. The but mom and pop struggle. I, I just, yeah, but then I'll just be like, okay, I'll go to Captain Comics a little bit down the way. I'll still give it to a local business, but I'll get it day one. Mm, you know what I mean? That's a struggle. Plus, I still have a fucking Captain Comics at credit that I haven't used. Because I've gone there like three times and they haven't had any of the books I want. Maybe I'll go after this. Oh, see? No, nah, fuck. That's... I think they're closed on Sundays. Oh, fuck damn. Me. I was going to say, that's why we <laughs> did the podcast early. So you could get a jump start on uh, all these these Captain Comic duties that you have. You know what? You brought this weird memory. I might go to breakfast, though. I mean, get that Just fucking saying. scramble. Um, it's like noon. I'm going to go get me a scramble. <laughs> that, that mama's thing brought in like a weird memory. I had a, a class where I had to do uh, web design stuff. It was like a multimedia class. And, uh, and I had yeah. to do web design. This was in high school. And I uh, <laughs> made this like, uh, it was like create your own company and create a website for them. And I created this like kind of like Olive Garden knockoff, but I called it Mama's Pasta. And I started <laughs> doing like, I, I it, just grabbing like random pasta dishes and doing pipe prices and all that. But I put like, I made like a fucking dumbass video for it where it was me and a bunch of friends that I was mama from mama's pasta. And I used my best like Adam Sandler voice. And it was me like in a kitchen. And I had, I was like literally grilling. <laughs> it was so fucking stupid. A, 
bag of bread that was still in the bag, but on the pan. And I was like, welcome to Mama's Pasta. We're weird. And it was like this whole big thing. I really wish I could find that video. Um, but it, <laughs> I don't know. Just hearing the mama thing made me think about that. I did so many dumb things in high school. <laughs> All right. So I think that roughly. Okay. Last thing. Do you like chicken and waffles? Yeah, dude. You don't like chicken waffles? I mean, I have friends that like them. I'm just not like a big fan of like mixing the two. And the chicken is never like my preferred chicken. You know what I mean? Mm. There's never like a nice little chicky strip on there. I it's mean, you can like do that. No a fucking chicken. Leg. There's no, I'm there's like, places that'll do it. You get like, you get really good fluffy waffles. You get nice chicken strips. You then put maple syrup on it. And then you do like, like a spicy, like sriracha sauce or something and like kind of like uh i have this like coconut are you saying you mix them together because i'll punch you through the yeah air. dude i'll just are you I'll kidding slap the shit out of spicy you spicy and sweet and crunchy no. yes dude it's so good fuck you this like waffle chicken sandwich you can eat a dick no yeah dude I'm just not so a fan good. of like the the sweet and the savory. Like only in very mm, specific mm, moments do mm. I enjoy that. Otherwise, it's like I want salty or I want sweet. I don't want them both. Dude, you know, you come to but my then house. you got like the chocolate covered pretzels, and it's like, what? Like, you I don't like chocolate covered bit, pretzels? You know I mean? No, I oh. said that that's that's like my that's one of the the gaps. Oh. That's the scenario oh. in I which was, it's totally fine. I was to so have scared. The salty like, and the sweet. We're gonna have to really end the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no dude okay preferred chocolate cover pretzel like white chocolate dark chocolate milk chocolate dark chocolate dark chocolate dark chocolate, dark chocolate. really hell yes you're like the only person i've ever heard that actually enjoys I dark chocolate dark it's basically chocolate. like eating baking chocolate it's just bitter dark chocolate's good you mix that really? shit with stuff oh man dark chocolate and fucking pretzels so good good i like that white chocolate dude i, I bet you be do honest. i like it it's good stuff yeah <laughs> I bet you do. <laughs> I don't know why, but for some reason that just made me think of like a race thing. And yeah. you're like, fucking white that's boy. Fucking what I mean. <laughs> that's, that's, that's uh that's the way I said it. It doesn't mean anything. You're like, that's what I meant. That's actually. what I meant, actually. You racist fuck. <laughs> so that is the end of this episode. We're just gonna end it on We're a high note. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thanks everybody so much for listening. If you would like to chat with us outside of the show, be sure to follow us at IndiePod, of course, for notifications of when our episodes go live, what games we've been checking out, the like new deals and quick steals that you obviously can't listen to on the show because they end like a day before, which is always super annoying. The struggle. All of that. Be sure to follow us at IndiePod over on Twitter. You can follow me, Vaughn, at Hyde Legion. That's H-Y-D-E-L-E-G-I-O-N for all of my, I guess, dumbass takes and a bunch of other stuff. I'll be Twitch streaming soon. Ooh. New World's coming out. I actually, the New World beta, by the time this is live for everybody... The New World beta, like open beta will be out and I'm going to try to stream it. I'm just going to do like a test stream to see if I enjoy playing the game on stream and if like my PC can handle it because I'm one of those people, you know, who does not have the money for two PCs and can't uh -huh. do that. So, you know, just going to do it that way. But that is over on twitch.tv slash high legion. Going to be doing some streams soon. Again, I'm thinking then I might do my stream schedule like a like a Tuesday, Friday type of a thing. I don't exactly know what I'm going to do uh, because got some different stuff, but it'll be interesting. You can check out Josh at the underscore George 90 over on Twitter or over on Twitch at 
uh, twitch.tv slash the underscore George if he decides to Twitch. If I ever, in. if I ever pick it back up, I don't know, man. I yeah. I keep going back and forth on it because there's like a part of me that's like I enjoyed it, and there's another part of me that's like I don't give a shit enough. Like, yeah, I really think what checks I, out. What I'd rather do is just creating like uh, random let's plays or things if I was gonna do that, but we'll see. One day. I like the interactive element of Twitch streaming. That was always the thing I found so much fun was just like answering people's questions on the fly instead of like having time to prepare anything like that. And for sure, what kind of conversations ensue because of it? Like the yeah. whole boneless wings or fucking chicken nuggets thing and how for some reason in my chat that fucking popped off and or like is a hot dog a sandwich i'm so surprised that that is still an argument yeah i mean there's and that people bring up like fucking they're like oh this hot dog enthusiast said it's not a sandwich and it's like yeah of course they would say it's not a sandwich they fucking love hot dogs like <laughs> get over it it's a fucking sandwich dude like <laughs> it's uh i don't know but so I, I agree Whatever. with you. Like there was days when I would stream and I'd be like, this was so much fun and it was great. But then I'd have other streams where it was like more kind of quiet and people didn't show up. Yeah. And I'd be like, you're basically just playing a game. Yeah, you're basically just playing a game. And I'm like, I'm yeah. like, yeah, I don't know that it's worth the highs for the lows. Like for me, because yeah, it's like I could see that it it's it's definitely like this is a, a stupid thing to bitch about. But like it's it's definitely something where I, I look at it and I'm like, if I put in the work and I put in the consistency, like the same thing we talked about, right? Like I'll get yeah. that viewership who comes and the conversation will flow. And it's like, but I also know that before that it comes with, yeah, like you might not enjoy it enough the, to slog through to, to, to that get point to that point. And so I'm just like, yeah. I don't really care enough. And I also just don't feel like I personally have the ability to have that consistency. So it's just like, fuck it. Checks out. I mean, that's why, like, I've been, like, I'm looking forward to Twitch streaming, but also I'm, like, so, I, I'm, like, I have to find, like, these perfect days because I know that I have to do it on these days. So, like, when can I actually find time for it? I was, like, oh, Friday sounds like a good one, but I do D&D, &D, like, once a month, maybe twice a month sometimes. Right. So maybe I'll move that. Like, it's it's very weird. Twitch streaming is is an interesting beast. But before we end... Of course, got to go through the housekeeping one more time. Please check out that Mike Burnett, I believe, uh, developer interview going live on Wednesday, the 8th of September. They are the CEO and artist at Shockwork Games talking about their game, Nadir. Please head over to our Teespring store over on, well, the IndiePod store over on Teespring for our t-shirts and stickers. Check out our YouTube channel, just IndiePod over on YouTube to watch these videos. You know, all sorts of fun, fun stuff. Check out the clips. Check out Josh's sweet reviews that he did back in the day. Speaking of reviews, please leave us reviews on any site in which you can do so. Specifically, iTunes helps us out the most. Getting in that algorithm, meeting new people, talking about indie games. It'll really help us spread the word of amazing indie games. And lastly... Thank you so much to all of our amazing patrons, specifically at the $3 here or higher, because, you know, we enjoy everybody. Give us any amount of money. We love you. Kiss you on the mouth one day. But, of course, got to do those three tier, $3 here and higher. So, Ethan, a gamer for fun. John, just John. Just John. We'll see Mix Mitosis, a.k.a. Mix, Zach Durham, Chase Hopkins, Philip Rich, the one better for Australia, Josh Nichols, a.k.a. Active Josh, and Sam Fillion from Canada. Thank you all so much. You are all so amazing. And we will talk to you next week. Goodbye. Pew, pew, pew. Wow, I'm fucking blue. <laughs> oh, shit. It's a blue boy. Oh, What's I'm happening? Back. I'm back. Anyway, goodbye. <laughs>